the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Embattled U.S. Representative George Santos on Thursday told reporters he would resign from office if 142 people urged him to do so amid controversy over a string of false claims about his work and personal background during last year's campaign for office. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced he has appointed a special counsel to take over the investigation into President Joe Biden's potential mishandling of classified documents. U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg said there was no evidence that Wednesday morning's FAA outage affecting domestic flights was caused by cyber terrorism. Speaker Kevin McCarthy and leading Republicans are expected to soon make good on a vow to keep three Democrats from seats on influential committees in the new House. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. Coming up, Bedlam in Haiti can't shake believers. The details in just a moment. And then later, persecuted Christians in Pakistan need your help. We'll tell you why in just a few moments. Our first story takes place in Haiti, which has lost its last 10 senators in parliament this week after their terms expired. The Caribbean nation now has no elected government officials left. Haiti hasn't held elections since October of 2019. Eva de for Haiti with Love says, When I asked Rosalind, she said as far as she's concerned, it doesn't seem to make that much difference. The only thing is nobody's demanding any paperwork. So she figures once there's a government in place, they'll want to get all their paperwork back caught up and she'll have to do all of that again. The leadership vacuum means more power for Haiti's gangs. They've run rampant in the country since the assassination of the president in July 2021. Canada and the U.S. have both sent armored vehicles to Haiti in an attempt to help the police against the gangs. I think everybody in Haiti has their own security. So... You're just having them double down, make sure everybody's got fences and gates, and so you make sure you don't let anybody in that you don't know. Haiti also faces a fuel shortage and a cholera outbreak. Through their burn clinic, For Haiti with Love shares the love of Christ with their patients. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. Next, mourners are gathering in a small Guatemalan town to pay their respects to Pope Benedict XVI. Benedict was the first pope in over 600 years to resign his position before death. 50,000 people attended the official service, presided over by Pope Francis in Rome. Brian Dennett with AMG International says, There is a very small town in Guatemala called Esquipulas, and there's a basilica there. And every January, busloads of people arrive in this little town to pay homage to a statue. And it's called the Cristo Negro, uh, or Black Jesus. Uh, And it's a dark wood statue believed to be the source of miracles. Dennett says the statue was first commissioned by Spanish colonizers. Here's why it's been so important to the story. One of the most famous popes of our time, John Paul II, he actually visited the Basilica in Guatemala, and uh, it was uh, noted as being the smallest town or the smallest city that he visited in his time as pope. Uh, So really an important place uh, for Catholics. Pray AMG's ministry in Guatemala would display Christ's love to all. And in Pakistan, a Christian woman working as a security guard was threatened with blasphemy charges after asking a man for his parking pass. The man, an employee of the Pakistani government, parked his vehicle in a restricted area of the Karachi airport. Nehemiah with FMI says the whole incident was caught on security footage. This Muslim man added while he was shouting at this woman that he is going to bring clerics to frame her in a false accusation. And then he said that he's mad at her and uh, he will cut her down. Female officer can be heard calling the man out for threatening her with blasphemy allegations and daring him to register a blasphemy case against her. It's another example of how blasphemy laws in Pakistan can be used against Christians even outside of religious situations. 
The law forbids saying anything against Muhammad, the Quran, or Allah. This is one of uh, the laws we're strictly enforced. And most of the time, people don't go to the court. They right away, they decide the situation on the street. And this is one of the reasons why mob culture is very, very common in Pakistan. Ask God to strengthen Pakistan's believers who live under this constant threat. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener-supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. So join us here on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find us on Alexa, iTunes, or TWR360. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Dual community weather forecast. First for Michiana. Friday cloudy with a high near 33. North wind around 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 24. North wind 5 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Saturday mostly sunny, with a high near 36. North wind around 5 miles per hour becoming west in the afternoon. Saturday night partly cloudy, with a low around 26. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Sunday partly sunny, with a high near 41. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Sunday night a 20% chance of showers after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 35. M. Alking day showers, high near 46. Chance of precipitation is 80%. Next year Savannah, Tennessee forecast, Friday cloudy, with a high near 39. North-northwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Friday night cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy, with a low around 26. North-northwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Saturday sunny, with a high near 46. North wind around 5 miles per hour becoming calm in the morning. Saturday night partly cloudy, with a low around 28. Calm wind. Sunday mostly sunny, with a high near 55. Calm wind becoming south around 5 miles per hour in the morning. Sunday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 41. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. M. Alking day a 50% chance of showers. Cloudy, with a high near 60. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. on the beach and I feel him there Seashells on the sand sparkling everywhere Being close to God on the edge of sea Thinking of heaven and eternity In the salty air by the ocean wide See creation's power in the tide that's high Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand Learning from the Lord what He has in store Bible on the beach God is in reach Bible on the beach God is in reach Since the sunshine as it warms my face Feel Jesus' love in His calm embrace Soak in the beauty at the sunny shore Hear the birds sing and the ocean roar In the salty air by the ocean wide See creation's power in the tide that's high Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand Learning from the Lord what He has in store Bible on the beach God is in reach Bible on the beach God is in reach Plane flying by with banner in the sky Saying welcome friend, glad you're back again Thinking of the Lord and my time with Him 
knowing that forever's gonna never end. In the salty air by the ocean wide, see creation's power in the tide that's high. Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand, learning from the Lord what he has in store. Bible on the beach, God is in reach. Bible on the beach, God is in reach. Good in what you do, good in what you do, good in what you do. Known you for a little while, and then you got that style. Everywhere you go is that bumper like boom ba dum ba dum ba dum. When you the streets, you rock your own sick feet. In my heart, there's a melody that sings. You're good at what you do.
Savannah Community Happenings from the Savannah Courier, January 13 Hardin County Library Movie Night 4 p.m. 6 o'clock, Jan 13 to 23 Hardin County Public Library, 1365 Pickwick Street, Savannah Free Movie Friday at 4 p.m. Movie is Ticket to Paradise on January 14, Overdose Reversal and Stimulant Training 1 p.m. 2.30, Jan 14 East 10 United Methodist Church, 285 Fairground Street, Savannah hosted by Voices of Savannah. On January 17, Savannah Rotary Club, 12 p.m., 1 o'clock, Jan 17 to 23, Molly Monday's Restaurant, 275 Eureka St. Savannah Meeting every Tuesday. And also on January 17, VFW Post 4606, 7 o'clock, Jan 17 to 23, Post Building on Airport Road, it is a smoke-free post. More event listings Monday. Now here's Miss Sylvia. Elkhart Mayor Rod Robertson announces he's running for re-election. At a press conference today, Robertson talked about how Elkhart has grown over the past couple of years and shared some of his accomplishments. He says he hopes to continue that progress. I'm pretty excited about where we can go if we, we just turn the page and continue the platform and, and accelerate into where Elkhart uh, can be a trend pace leader for quality of place and quality of life in this area. Robertson said his campaign goal for the upcoming election is about, quote, moving forward. Looking for ways to remember the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., here is something just for you. If you are in the Michigan City area, you can join the Michigan City Black Business Association at the Salvation Army to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They will start at 9 a.m. with their service project, and at 10 a.m. the program will begin. And the Salvation Army is located at 1201 Franklin Street in Michigan City. And this will take place on Monday, January 16th. Take care and have a wonderful day. Here are some Martin Luther King events that are coming up in or around the local area. You can head over on Monday, January 16th to the History Museum in South Bend, as well as the Studebaker National Museum. And from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., they will be given free admission. In Elkhart, kicking off at 7.30, you can head over to the Elkhart Public Library for a free breakfast, followed by a meeting at the Civic Plaza at 9.30 to march over to the Community Baptist Church, where there will be a service at 10 a.m. with lunch to follow. 
Hope you get a chance to remember and enjoy some of the Martin Luther King events that are happening in and around your local area. Take care. Looking for a way to support your community? Here's something just for you. Now through February 6th, you can donate a dollar to Reels Rainbow when visiting Freshies for some great pizza. The Nosy neighbors of Elkhart County and Freshies have exclusively teamed up for this project to support this great local organization for the next 30 days. When you place your donation, your name will be placed on the walk for the month. All proceeds will be going directly to Reels Rainbow, a charity near and dear to many in our great community. Please help us out and join us in this venture to help stop bowling, all while enjoying some amazing food over the next 30 days. Hope you get a chance to check out Freshies Pizza. I heard they got some great pizza, and they are located on County Road 6 in Elkhart, Indiana. Take care, and have a wonderful day. a need in our community, but right now they need your help. They're in desperate need of canned goods. That's why Pack the Pantry Food Drive is underway. You can find marked barrels at all seven St. Joe County Martin supermarkets. Pack the Pantry is happening through the end of March, so please donate if you can.
always been there for me I know that I can always count on you For you've always been there for me When I was grieved over loved ones parting When my heart could no comfort find You wrapped your arms of love around me You've been a faithful friend most kind You've always been there for me You've always been there for me I know that I can always count on you For you've always been there for me You've always been there for me Through the times I stumbled and fell You lifted me out of the messes I've made More often than time can tell You've always been there for me You've always been there for me I know that I can always count on you For you've always been there I know that I can always rely on you For you have always been there for me Never ceases to amaze me, that's why 
I got praise daily This man was epic, sweet time and half talking DC 80 He was a rebel, cast that devils and brought the dead back Understanding on the promises of the word, cause the word is dead back Christ and makes the man of me, hope y'all understanding me He said he never abandoned me, even with the devil single-handedly From day one it was planned to be, nails were driven in his hands to be Behold the lamb who takes away the sins of all humanity It's epic, everyone prevails in Christ It's epic how this man can change your life You know it's epic He coming like a thief in the night God said it, I'm ready, he's your medic Never forget it, cause it's epic I ever see anything about about when every tongue confess It's epic, the garment of salvation The ropes of righteousness, it's epic All believers blessed Many were rejected, but I suggest you accept it Cause it's epic To the P-I-C, praise God I'm free, in the blood of Christ Running through my veins like an IV He is the vine, I'm just a branch Call me the fruit bearer the mighty wind rushing me, ushering in the new era Excessively he's blessing me with the army of the Lord and weaponry Devil best I step to me, cause the heavenly host right next to me Not about what I can do, it's all about what he did Devil defeated, plan completed, pick up the good book and then read it Cause you never know what you're gonna find, a body in a divine line Upon line, gotta free your mind, when you still got time Better get with the divine, let your life shine for great is your reward The enemy coming in you with the sword But you're telling me coming in the name of the Lord We gotta remain in him He's got to remain in us Never let him put out the flame in us Let the work keep changing us Spiritual warfare dangerous But they ain't containing us Then one day he's coming back And he's gonna rule and reign with us It's epic Everyone prevails in Christ It's epic How this man can change your life You know it's epic He coming like a thief in the night God said it, I'm ready He's your medic Never forget it Cause it's epic I ever see anything about when every tongue confess it's epic The common of salvation to run some righteousness It's epic All believers bless The word is a weapon You gotta keep stepping over here Rejected You gotta be stepping It's epic Good day and welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. I began this devotional as a way to draw us towards God in the midst of a difficult time. Multiple crises have devastated us in 2020. Where can we turn when so much is spinning out of control? We began sampling the Psalms because they are a gift from God to help us cry out to Him. And sadly, too many of us don't recognize this. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the famous World War II German pastor, famously asked, How did these words, which men sang to God, come to be regarded as words from God to man? His point was that if the Psalms were Israel's words to sing and cry out to God, how is it that we now read and study them as though it's God speaking to us? The Psalms are unique in that they give us Holy Spirit-inspired words to cry out to God. We can know we're singing the right thing, that we're praying God's will. And what better aid to have to bring healing and wholeness to ourselves and our world in 2020? Michael Lefebvre writes, The beautiful thing about the Psalms is that they are above suspicion. Even if we wonder what a psalm means, we never need to wonder if it's true. We can pour our hearts into them. And how might the psalms shape our faith in this time of crisis? especially because that's the context of so many psalms. I'm going to read Psalm 9 and give but a few brief comments. I'd love it if you would just meditate on it. Perhaps take a verse or two in your hand and roll them around like a pearl all day long, and then lift them up to the Lord. Hear Psalm 9, whose title was to be sung to the tune, Death of a Son. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. In these first six verses, David remembers what God has done in the past, and he rejoices. What has God done for you in the past to show his faithfulness that could cause you to rejoice in today's trials? Verse 7. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. 
He rules the world in righteousness and judges the peoples with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Verses 7 to 12 are especially for those who have been oppressed, who are in trouble, who feel forsaken, who are afflicted. Is this what you're enduring? Many in Elkhart are afflicted with COVID right now. Others have seen their livelihood impacted. I just talked to an elderly saint in the nursing home, and the isolation in 2020 is excruciating for so many there. And stress in homes in my neighborhood has caused an increase in violence. Call out to the God who does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. These verses are assurances to rub as a salve on our pains. Verse 13. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the works of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord. Do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. These last eight verses are a good reminder to us that God will deal with all wicked men and all wicked nations. There's the story at the Battle of Gettysburg where the federal troops were in a confused mess trying to rally after the Confederates had caught them completely off guard. A column of General Slocum's men were marching towards the Confederate firing line, which was not yet visible. And as the rebels began to whoop and holler, these Federals were on the edge of panic. As they passed the little cabin, an old bent-over woman could sense their unease, so she began to call out to them as they passed. Never mind, boys. They're nothing but men. This story is only recorded because of the impact it had on these men who became brave soldiers once again. I cannot help but wonder if this dear woman had spent time praying Psalm 9. May we do so today for the good of our neighbors. Amen. Robert L. May was a young copywriter for Montgomery Ward in 1939. And for the company Christmas party, he wrote some playful verse. After that party, Bob's employer asked this previously unnoticed copywriter, might he dream up a Christmas animal character for next year's Yuletide promotion? Well, he did, and thus was born a legend which has delighted us children, the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, ever since. But this is the rest of the story. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was no accident. Mr. May had a job to do, and he did it, all the fiction and misinformation notwithstanding. Rudolph was conceived in the very fertile brain of a very professional ad man. And yet, the happy byproduct of his assignment is the fact that the poem itself, Robert May's original poem, has since found a permanent place in children's literature. The ad man poet had his own theories regarding Rudolph's phenomenal enduring success in the days when... He was handed that Christmas animal character assignment. There was a popular animal character called Ferdinand the Bull. But May figured that Ferdinand perished young because of the too sophisticated ending to that story. May wanted something with the sympathy of an ugly duckling, with the thoroughly satisfying ending of a Cinderella. A Christmas animal, of course, suggested a reindeer. After considering eyes that would glow in the dark and other deformities more grotesque than funny may realize that people laugh most readily at an unusual nose. The first requisite of any clown's makeup, for example, is a grotesque nose, and thus evolved the reindeer with the clown nose. Rollo was considered as a name, and Randolph and Rudolph all were considered. It was Bob May's employer who picked Rudolph. 
When we went to war with Germany, there was some regret about that choice. It just could be that the German name is what kept Rudolph in hibernation for the years of that war. But anyway, Rudolph outlived Hitler, so that story, too, has a happy ending. The poem was originally accepted for Ward's Christmas advertising campaign, 1939. It was revived in 1946. In that revival year, the giant corporation in a generous gesture and in the spirit of the Christmas season presented this obscure employee with the copyright in his own name. A songwriter named Johnny Marks saw the poem republished in 1949. He set it to music. Gene Autry made the big recording in 1949. And in 1950, Robert May of Skokie, Illinois, was able to move his family of seven from their very crowded apartment to a rather ample home of their own. Had the story of Rudolph been merely clever, it might have succeeded as the advertising gimmick for which it was intended, although perhaps little else. But on the other hand, it is the childlike charm. It is the compelling appeal to children everywhere which has assured its immortality. And now it may be told that the ad man poet Robert May had help writing Rudolph. It was somebody else who gave the verse that magic touch. The poem successfully speaks to children in their own terms because as Bob May was writing it, he read it line by line to a collaborator, Barbara May, Bob's own daughter. And when Barbara would say, what does that word mean? Bob would remove that word and thus was one of the greatest children's Christmas stories of modern times, maybe all times, refined and clarified and purified by an honest-to-goodness child, age four and a half. And now you know the rest of the story. The Seattle Public School District is suing TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat for a youth mental health crisis. This is Truth Itself. The complaint filed against the social media companies alleges that the platforms purposefully designed their products to hook young people, which leads to a mental health crisis. According to Seattle-based outlet King5, more than 16 million daily TikTok users are under age 14. Dr. Lucia Magus Weinberg, a psychology professor at the University of Washington, told the outlet that social media can actually put a number on whether you're popular or not, how many likes you have versus how many likes you don't have. Felicia Crake, an attorney for Keller Rohrbach, the law firm representing the school district, said that as of last year, almost 50% of teenagers in the state spent between one and three hours a day on social media, and 30% averaged more than three hours a day. The lawsuit claims that the school district and its 49,000 students have been directly impacted. The impact, Craig said, is suicides, attempted suicides, and mental health ER visits. As alleged in the complaint, this crisis was already growing before the pandemic, and research has identified social media as playing a major role in causing mental health problems in youth. Last year, a study from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that more than 40% of teens felt sad or hopeless during the pandemic. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. This is being accomplished by using Dr. Woodrow Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. Log on to trainapastor.com to see what God is doing. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. The Public News Service Door Newscast for January the 13th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. From supply shortages at the start of the pandemic to recent inflation spikes, consumer prices have sometimes been linked to claims of price gouging. From Minnesota, our Mike Warren reports a state lawmaker feels authorities should be able to respond to these cases when there's a public emergency. A bill in the legislature would give the state attorney general the authority to investigate retailers charging unconsciously excessive prices for essential goods or services during an emergency. 
The bill's sponsor, Representative Zach Stevenson, says recent weather-related disasters in states like Texas and Florida saw too many people being taken advantage of. It's morally wrong to see people trying to profit to an absurd extent off of the pain and misery of other human beings. He says this effort could protect Minnesotans when the next brutal winter storm hits and an emergency is declared. I'm Mike Moen. Nearly 40 states have laws on the books addressing price gouging in various ways. If approved, the plan for emergencies would be the first such law for Minnesota. And the newest Omicron variant could be the reason Arizona starts to see COVID-19 cases rise again. The Arizona Department of Health Services reports over 7,000 new cases in the state last week. The week before, it was about 5,000. Public health officials are concerned the latest subvariant known as XBB 1.5 could fuel a new surge in cases. Maritza Cota works at a vaccination clinic in Nogales, Arizona. For Cota, it's personal. She lost her mom to COVID in November, who contracted the virus in the hospital. The Hispanic Access Foundation has provided grants to churches like hers that have opened their doors for those at the Arizona-Mexico border who want to be vaccinated. One of the recommendations that we do to get vaccinated is that it's protecting from the COVID-19 and other variants. And the second thing that we're doing is that it helps on their economy and our economy. It's been almost three years since COVID put the world on pause. Cota says she doesn't see that happening again, but supports the CDC's continued encouragement that individuals be vaccinated. And people who have questions about it should check with their health care provider. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. Now from CNN, President Joe Biden facing a special counsel investigation after Obama-era classified files were found at a private office of his in Washington and his home in Delaware. Former U.S. Attorney Robert Hur will lead the probe in the handling of the documents from when Biden was vice president. CNN calls this a ground-moving moment with the 2024 election cycle approaching. Biden faces a major investigation as well as a bevy of Republican congressional inquiries. This is Public News Service. The State of the Child 2022 report is out as an assessment of how kids are faring post-pandemic. The Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth Report examines kids' health and mental health, education, family economics, and the state's child welfare and youth justice data. Commission Executive Director Richard Kennedy says a goal of the report is to keep children's issues on the minds of lawmakers and community partners across the state as they discuss ways to make life better for kids and families. He adds the report shows a significant improvement in one key area. Um, I think the real story in the report is that Tennessee has seen a historic decline in uh, child poverty and children living in poverty. The report says between 2019 and 2021, the number of children in poverty declined by 8%. And among kids under age 5, it declined by 18%. For Public News Service, I'm Danielle Smith. The five largest cities in Texas are spending far more money on criminal justice than on community services. That's according to a new study. The Social Movement Support Lab data shows money spent on police departments, court systems, and corrections departments in Texas's five largest cities was much higher than the amount spent on such services as affordable housing, parks and recreation, and mental health programs. Christopher Rivera with the Texas Civil Rights Project says the state has one of the world's highest incarceration rates, even as people need community services like housing more than ever. Especially now, since there's so many people facing eviction, I think that's why people are so appalled that we notice that there's so much money being taken away from actually keeping communities safe and put into systems that criminalize us and penalize everyday people. The study finds Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, and Austin all spend more on police and community supports. I'm Roz Brown. Finally, in collaboration with the Solutions Journalism Network, our Catherine Colley lets us know as cities and states increase investments in electric vehicles, manufacturing companies hoping to win these contracts are signing community benefit agreements. The agreements are legally binding and offer companies partnerships with community agencies already working to train and support disadvantaged workers. Hector Wazo, California director with Jobs to Move America, says government agencies are more likely to invest in companies that are investing in their workers' futures. It's 
to the company's benefit if they can say, oh, I have a bona fide partnership with community organizations and we have an apprenticeship program. This story produced with original reporting from Larry Buell for Capital and Maine. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Tribes in California and South Dakota have already bought back or been granted portions of their ancestral land. The movement known as Land Back to restore native lands to indigenous peoples is gaining momentum. Caltech researcher Laura Taylor says modern geographic mapping technology like GIS helps identify historical land ownership. Some tribes are already very much engaged in GIS work. Others might say, hey, I wonder what's going on with my community. Taylor is a research affiliate for the Harvard Project on American Indian Economic Development. She helped create a historical summary of indigenous land loss in America and showcases ways to identify the scope of land-back opportunities. A picture is a very powerful tool for understanding where these opportunities might be and for finding win-win solutions for land-back for tribes. There's controversy surrounding a pioneer of indoor environmentally controlled agriculture. It may be that greenhouse growing is the future of farming, but Kentucky-based startup App Harvest is facing a rocky path forward. Anya Slepian explains. Founded five years ago, App Harvest had lofty ideals. Its business model preached sustainable indoor agriculture that could withstand extreme weather and pay a living wage and benefits for an entirely local workforce. Now, the company, facing poor plant health and millions in losses, is struggling to stay afloat. App Harvest Communications Director Travis Parman says those losses don't tell the whole story, because much of that money has been spent building infrastructure for future harvests. They think that those losses, that that's cash that's just spent versus invested in the farms. Some critics say App Harvest's mission has been sidelined by mismanagement and the hijinks of high finance. Retired North Carolina State University professor Randy Gardner says the question is whether the company can reverse course to meet its initial promise and turn a profit before the money runs out. I think they've oversold it on being overly optimistic on what they can do. I'm Anya Slepian. Storytelling around the fire is a human tradition, and there's a global revival of in-person celebrations. One of the largest is the National Storytelling Festival, an annual event in rural Jonesboro, Tennessee, where master storytellers like Reggie Carpenter perform. Stories tell us who we are. They kind of meld people together. They hold the values that we hold, particularly in a small town. The Fall Festival, now 50 years old, attracts thousands of people from around the world. In one evening, folks can hear stories from cultures as varied as Appalachia, Japan, and the Alaskan Yupuk tribe. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, calls for an investigation into what campaigners are calling the genocide of crabs. At issue, the deaths of thousands of crabs in an unexplained incident along the coastline of the UK. They perished along with thousands of lobsters in late 2021 and the spring of last year. The British government says the deaths were caused by an algae bloom, a massive increase in the presence of algae that can be harmful to sea life. But campaigners are suggesting industrial dredging may instead be to blame. Geraint Davis is a lawmaker with Britain's opposition Labour Party representing the coastal city of Swansea and says university research backs the dredging theory. The whole university found that there was no reason to think there might be an algae bloom particularly this year. And it looks like there's been much more active dredging. We just dug up pyridine, which is a chemical that's highly toxic to crabs, kills them instantly with uh, immediate contact. And they've tested and found that pyridine is found a few centimetres below the seabed. And this is a likely explanation. So what's happened is we've called for an independent inquiry into which is the answer, is it pyridine or is it algae bloom? Researchers say earlier algae blooms did not cause mass deaths, but any evidence that industry might be to blame will have big political consequences as well as ecological ones. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. 
that broke your heart You that will have a fresh start Go up to a lonely soul when they are down Give them a smile instead of a frown Pass it on Pass it on Keep it going Spread the love that you are showing To stranger enemies, family and friends No one is perfect, we're all finding sin Pass it on The cashier at the corner store The girl at the drive-thru looking for more The homeless man out on the street To the cop that's walking out on the beach We will look at Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and it says this. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, heal. a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There is a season for everything. When you look at this, you see that they have a positive with a negative, or a negative with a positive, of how time is. And that is similar to pausing. Very similar. Because there is a time and a place to do what is right and to do what is wrong. Sometimes when we're at work and frustrated, we need to pause or take five and figure out the best way to handle the situation. We all probably have experienced some difficult times at work, depending on your profession you work in. I know for me, working in, with kids in the cafeteria, there are times where I gotta take that five and step away from the situation and come back. You don't wanna match your energy as a coworker or a student. There's a time to pause for that. There's a time where we should be silent, depending on situation and let someone talk before we react and there's a time where we should speak up and they go hand in hand the negative with the positive sometimes we need to have time to mourn but at the same time we just need break out and dance I recently attended virtually attended a going home service for my friends she was a woman that loved the Lord. Her homegoing was uplifting. That they focused in on Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. You can mourn the life of somebody who's passed on, but you can dance into victory knowing that they are in a better place. They mentioned that when we feel like break and dance, 
we should just break out and dance because that is something that we can do. There is a time to love and time to hate, but we are taught to love our enemies and pray for the ones who persecute you. Love our enemies is difficult for a lot of people. You know, time to hate. When is the right time to hate? What should you do when you hate somebody so much? There's a time to search and a time to give up. Sometimes we need to search for the right timing. And sometimes we just need to give up. And that's letting go, letting God. Another way that you can pause. As you think about every negative reaction, there's a positive outcome that comes. With a dysfunctional family, there is a positive that comes out of that sometimes. It could be that there is a safety net, whether you're going to school with a dysfunctional dysfunctional family, the kids are going to school. That's a safety net for that kid. Or it could be that there is a lot going on that we have to take a step back and pause. What's happening? The world as we see it is struggling in everything. We take a look at the negatives, but we don't focus on the positives. People, or some people are so, they're not optimistic, that they're so dirt. Bow humbugs, as I would say. That's not how you put it, bow humbugs. These bow humbugs are just living the dream. They don't care about no but themselves. But did you know that some bow humbugs actually need Jesus or a friend? Maybe it's a time that we need to embrace that person. And we need to think about why they're acting that way. And once again, we'll come back to the word pausing. Pause is a big word. But there's a lot we can do when we're pausing. Sometimes we just need to go on a small walk. Maybe we need to take some deep, deep breaths. Maybe we need to be kind to others. You can meditate. I've talked about turning up your favorite song and just dancing. Maybe some of us need that squeeze a stress ball as it's time for everything. Those are ways that you can pause. Maybe some of us individualize what life would be if we were not so busy all the time. Absolutely. Everyone can write a gratitude list. There's good in every day. I know for me, I do work with the school system. And it's a struggle every day. You don't know the dynamics at home, what energy the kids bring to school. If a kid is having a life at home that's difficult, they're going to bring that to school and they're looking for somebody to be their friend, somebody to support them. If they don't have that support at school, then they're going to go home and be miserable. You know, there are groups that come into the schools. There are good examples that come into the schools and support these kids. Sometimes being there for a kid is better than anything in the world. Yes, we as adults struggle, but I tell you, the minute I go to work and I see them kids, everything just stops. Because the kids are important. The kids are the number one priority at that time. Sometimes, maybe we need to get dark color makeup or just color our life away as a way to pause. Those are just a few things that we can do to pause. As we're going for Ecclesiastics, I mentioned there's a negative. For every negative reaction, there's a positive reaction that comes out of it. Like a time to keep and a time to throw away. If you're organizing, sometimes we need to keep stuff. And we also need to throw away the ugly garbage and junk out of our lives. This is tricky to do sometimes. There's time for war and time for peace. We have been at war. For a while. With whoever. Maybe it's not a physical war. Maybe you're at war with a family member. That's a. Maybe you're at war with your enemy. But you need to make amends. That's a way to find time for peace. Make amends with that person. Find peace in that situation. Time to scatter stones. And a time to gather them. Sometimes. Maybe we just need to scatter whatever scatter your pieces of your life and then 
thinking about gather them up and see what kind of picture you're going to get. See, we are missing the piece of the puzzle. The missing piece of the puzzle is waiting for us. And that missing piece is the Lord and Savior. He's waiting for us. But until we invite him in, we're probably going to struggle. But I do know there are some of listeners out here in the world who are struggling to follow that God in. And that's okay too. You have a choice. You have a choice to be a Christian follower, a Jesus follower, or you have a choice to be against God. We all have that choice. Romans 8.28 says, I'm going to flip over there quickly. It's also the verse that was said at my friend's homecoming, going home. Instead of saying there's more church for homegoing. For I know. For we know that all things work for the good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. We all have a purpose on this earth. Whether we look at it that way. So from Ecclesiastics, we learn that there is a negative outcome, every positive outcome. And that we have to find the peace. It made a pause to figure out where the best going in life. In Romans 8, 28, it says, Before we know that all things work for the good for those who love and we are called according to his purpose. Who, whose side do you stand on? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. If God is with you, who can be against us? As you think about what it means to pause, what it looks like, think about how you can be a shining star for somebody else. Take five. It's important that we pause in everyday life, that we give up some of the busy. I was like that. I have learned to say no to some things. It's okay to say no. But at the same time, it's okay to say yes. So, what can you do today to pause? I've always said, blast your favorite song, no care in the world, and dance your life away. Or sing extra loud when no one's around. Take that time for yourself. Be who you are. Remember, you are loved. You are cared for. You are amazing. And you are a child of God. Take care. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly Son and